What's up, podcast people, and welcome in to Explain of Thrones edition of Out of the Loop Podcast. I am Shane. I am familiar with Game of Thrones, and I am joined, as always, by Rodney. Hey, Rod Pod Squad. Yep, I am familiar with Game of Thrones. I enjoy it. I love watching them again, catching little details that I didn't notice before, and I'm happy to give a play-by-play to our good buddy here, Matt. Uh, day 32 of quarantine uh, I don't know if I'm going to make it um, But uh, If I go down um, I will at least be leaving behind This beautiful podcast uh, Forever immortalized On the uh, Spotify or Anchor And I have a helicopter flying over my house because get over time. You can just tell us that you're passing gas right now, Rodney. All right, guys. <laughs> I am recording remotely in the toilet. <laughs> yes. If you're recording the entire thing sitting on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. How you been? How you holding up? I'm, I'm going to let Rodney answer first. Me, I'm Go ahead, Rodney. I'm doing fine, you know, just staying at my in-laws until my home is finished so I can move into there. Um Oh, so yesterday we were moving some furniture around. That sounds wrong. But we we were putting a new bed in one of the rooms and somehow one of our dogs got out for several hours. And it's Ugh. she's like a 15-pound dog, so she's real small. And she has epilepsy and a bad thyroid. Uh, so we didn't notice until like 7.30, at night. And I'm like walking around. I don't have a flashlight because everything's in storage. So I've used my phone with a flash on there going up people's houses. Couldn't find her. Um, that sister and brother-in-law came over. And they were walking up and down some streets. And this lady's, you know, called out. I was like, hey, I, I found a little dog here. And luckily it was Bella. So Bella has been returned. That's awesome. Yeah, that's why I couldn't record uh, as early as we wanted to. Yeah. Well, I'm glad she's safe. It's good. So that was Matt, what about you? Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I've, uh, just like everybody else, I've felt uh, sort of woe is me during this whole thing since uh you know none of us necessarily want to just be stuck at home all day every day but i'm kind of realizing what a what a gift it is i'm going to be a little um serious and sentimental for a second i get to spend all day with my three sons and that is just fucking awesome uh right so that's yeah that's what i was thinking about the last couple of days is i mean just the 
life is a distraction. I mean, you, you know, your job is your job and that's how you provide, but it's, it's a distraction away from your family. And yeah. with this, you get to just like, stay home and spend time with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a lot of work, but like little things like, uh, my, my one-year-old, um, grabbing one of my hats and putting it on and going outside and he's like trying to dribble a, a basketball right now. Uh-huh. And it's just like little stuff like that that I'm like, man, like in in any other universe, I would be at work right now. You know, it was like at, it was at like noon. Um, I'd be at work right now. He would be at my parents house doing, you know, this exact thing. And instead I get to I get to see it firsthand. So, um, you know, it's stuff like that that kind of keeps it in perspective of like, hey, how much worse this shit could be. And um, be that like, you know, no, this is not an ideal situation for anybody, but we kind of need to take the little enjoyments and really embrace them. So, for sure. yeah. So um, beyond that, um, doing fine. Everything is uh, moving in, in slow motion right now. Um I, uh, I'm looking at two weeks off a few weeks from now. Um, not necessarily, you know, two weeks off that I would have, uh, the, in the way that I, that I would have wanted, I would have liked to like, you know, go on a family vacation or something. (laughs) Um, but it'll be, it'll be two weeks of just being, you know, home with, with my kids. And, uh, I'm really, really looking forward to, to that without having the distraction of having to work um from home so yeah nice do you guys go for walks in your neighborhood yeah oh same here have you noticed how people are like far more nice now because they're just talking to each other the whole time so when you see like someone on the street it's like oh another human what do i do (laughs) yeah wave and smile uh we actually we we went for a walk like four hours ago and there's a guy standing outside his front door, um, just like I think just getting fresh air. And we we're walking by and he's like, Hi. And I was like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if he like lives alone and is just like, oh God, finally <laughs> someone's right. walking by. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, no, that people are, are definitely friendlier, except for people that um are super anti stay at home uh, right like somebody at target made a crack about me wearing a mask and um it, it became kind of a thing but it, whatever <laughs> but yeah yeah it's just you know uh everybody just needs to relax and let this thing pass and this is not ideal for any of us and i think everybody needs to keep that in mind and you know this whole thing sucks, but we're all going through it together. So whatever. Exactly. All right, you guys. Uh, Shane, no. How was your weekend? It was good. Yeah, I, I had the week off of work, so trying to finish up some stuff. We got uh, kids a new bunk bed, uh, rearranged our room, uh, rearranged the spare bedroom. Um, got some plans planted out front. Um, just a lot of stuff around the house we're working on. Uh, Lexi lost another tooth. 
which was cool. Her first uh, top one, so that was cool. She ripped it out herself, so that was nice. I got I got pictures I can show you guys, all bloody and everything. Yeah, I saw I saw the one that was posted by. Oh, you saw? Wife. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. But you guys uh uh watch anything that you want to talk about? Uh, I finished um. Modern Family. Nice. I like that. I finished Modern Family family because they had their series finale. Yeah, it was pretty good. Was it good? Yeah. At first, I didn't think it was the finale. And that's like, we watched it all. And I was just like, oh, that was well done then. (laughs) Um, Although, this weekend, we got some bad news. If I don't know if Shane wants to talk about it or anyone else, SDCC. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I knew that was coming though. Right. I knew. For, yeah. for those there's, of you, there's who no don't. way that soon. Yeah. Yeah, they canceled this year's SDCC first time in over fifty years. So, that's about it. Yeah, but you get to keep uh, keep the tickets for the next year if you want. So. That's good. You watching anything, Matt? Uh, let's see. Um, I am still on my Deadwood rewatch. Um, I am. I watched the first episode of um, Jack Ryan. I, I hadn't seen it. Um, it's really good. Yeah, I, watched, I, yeah, I really, I watched I really uh, both seasons. It's it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, really like the the first episode. Um, uh, the documentary on the 1998 Chicago Bulls started on Sunday night, so I watched episodes one and two of that uh, because I miss I miss basketball so goddamn much. It's ridiculous. Um, I miss sports like to the point that I'm like hyped for this week's NFL draft like a fucking boy. Right. Uh, um, yeah. And uh, I think I think that's it. I don't think I've been really watching anything else. Um, been playing some board games. So, oh, okay. Like what? Uh, we've been playing Code Names. Oh, I love that. Um, Code Names is, is a great game. And then um, uh, my my buddy gave me some board games to borrow um, like a, a few months ago, not realizing that. Um, we would soon live in a world where I can't see him <laughs> um, in order to give them back. Um, so I've been trying to figure out this game called Chaos Ball. Um, you guys, all right, this is going to sound ridiculous, but you guys should go to boardgamegeek.com and check out Chaos Ball because it's hard for me to explain everything. Is it that red ball with like a bunch of lumps on it? No. Oh. No, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty complicated game. I've been reading the um, I've been trying to figure out like all the mechanics to it and stuff because it's very it's almost like a so you have you have a team and you your team has runners who can score and then um, like sports. Yeah. um, Enforcers who can like knock the ball loose from the other team. It's almost like a like a um like a land domination game sort of like almost mm. like a, like one of the like settlers or something but instead of 
you taking the land, it's you scoring points. So mm-hmm. it kind of like it kind of plays out like that. It's a little it's a little complicated. Um, but I mean, I certainly have the have the time <laughs> to, gotcha. to figure it out. So, yeah. Um, that's, yeah. Chaos with a K. Yeah. K-A-O-S ball. Chaos ball. Cool. Check that out. Oh, hey, a couple oh, weeks back, Shane, you were telling us a story about your coworker son or daughter. Friend. Friend. Yeah. About his the, son's friend, yeah. About that, she executed people, right? <clears throat> or they came in the house. <laughs> she defended herself against. Hold on, two hold on, hold on. Rodney. Where was she at at this time? What what part of town? Like, uh, I want to say, I don't know, twenty second Craycroft area somewhere. Okay, so I, don't know. I didn't think about this till afterwards, and. Apparently, I, I, I don't know if this is the same story. There was this kid that went to South Point and he was a good kid stuff. He did get into a little bit of drugs, like pot mostly. He and another guy went to this lady's house to go buy stuff, but she is a shady person. And when they went in there, she executed them, saying she did it in self defense. Whoa. So I don't know if it's the same story. Were they black? Uh, one was, I believe. Okay. Because the story I why heard. Why does they that were mean anything? Why, why does. No, it, I'm just trying to learn stories. Shane. No, I didn't bring it up when I told the story initially because it didn't matter, but you're trying to compare stories. So I just want to make sure that they no, line but, up. Yeah, no. I, I believe one was and one was Hispanic. And. From my understanding, the kid never really got in any trouble. They knew that she was a drug dealer, and they may—I don't know. I'm not gonna say they are completely innocent. Obviously, they're—they're they're probably not. But from my understanding, is they were there to buy something from her, and she executed them for some reason, and then tried to say it was just done in self-defense. And this was over by Grant and Swan. Okay. That's why I'm yeah, like I don't I don't know I don't remember where he told me where it was but okay crazy is what it is that's crazy yeah anyways let's talk about some other murdering going on in uh, Westeros thinking about that story has my heart racing again <laughs> yeah, yeah no. <laughs> I do not care to talk about that um. While it's uh, ten thirty at night in, and I'm alone <laughs> in, my, in my home. <laughs> oh, hey, another thing. Um, I've been playing a little more video games. Have you guys played Dead by Daylight? No. No. I think you both would enjoy it quite a bit. So the premise is it's four versus one. The one is a killer, and it's like Leatherface or Michael Myers or Freddy or something else like The Purge. And so the four of you are working together to get five generators started so the exit doors could be activated uh, while the killer is obviously hunting you. And if they hit you once, you're wounded. If they get you again, you're pretty much crawling on the floor. They could pick you up and put you on a hook, but you're not dead yet. And other people could come pull you off the hook, bandage you up. It's very fun. Very scary, though. 
That sounds cool. I think you guys should play it. Is it available on the Switch? Oh, I don't know. Because um, if it is, then we could all play it, right? You have a Switch running, right? No, but I will buy one. Oh, you don't have one? You have one? No, I'm not rich like I that. heard. I heard that... <gasps> it is on the Switch. I heard that they are uh, kind of like uh, in short supply. So people are selling them for like $1,000 and stuff. For a Switch? Yeah, that's what I heard. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know if you'll be able to buy one, but... Yeah, it says it's on the on the Switch. It's, it's very funny. Because like... Whenever the killer is near you, you hear this heartbeat. It goes, and as they get closer, it's do 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 do. It it gets it gets you going. Wow. What is this game called again? Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight. Oh, while you are on Board Game Geek, you should read about Dead of Winter. I which... played that. Oh, you have? Yeah. It's where you're, there's zombies that come up and like you have to get certain tools out of some rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've played it with... Uh, I used to play a lot of board games with uh, a couple of friends back in the day. Very good game. It is. You know, Rodney, if you just man up and pay the $1,000 for a Switch, we can all play Dead by Daylight. <laughs> <laughs> I could sell a kidney on the black market. Okay. There you go. Yeah. You only need hopefully. one. While you bastards got your stimulus funds, I haven't gotten shit. Serious? No? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get it. Wow. You guys did the... What is it? The... Direct deposit? No, what is it called? The... Census, right? That's how you get it? Uh, What? You fill out your census, and then that's how... It's linked to you and your previous tax return, and that's how you get it. Really? Yeah. I did not I know that. can tell you that I did not fill out my census. Yeah. I didn't think it was. Did your wife? Uh, uh, no chance. <laughs> no way. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. Well, that's well, my understanding was that was how they were going to trick you into doing the census. Oh, uh, so. no. Nah. They just tricked you, Shane. All right. Fine. <laughs> all right recap we've just filed the taxes pretty early the last two years and it's direct deposit so it just yeah sort of so if you filed early that's the same thing yeah i think so once your taxes uh, are processed so we did both get it. okay because we filed early plus we did the census so that's what we figured why nice so since we talked about dead dead of winter hey that brings us into this episode of game of thrones Damn professional recap. The doormat. What happened? Um, there's a crazy time loop that shows how Hod how Hodor became Hodor, and now he's dead. Um, I don't really want to get into all the details. Okay, you know I'm gonna be totally honest with you guys. So you really have to watch the show to get attached to Hodor, right? <laughs> Uh, I guess. Yeah, it obviously would yeah. help. Yeah. Yeah. Because last week you guys were like, this was a big moment, and he was a fan favorite, and I don't get it at all. So, wow. I mean, he's dead. Artless. I mean, also, I couldn't care less about Bran. I wish he didn't hold the door. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so there's that. Um, what else happened? Uh, Littlefinger contacted Sansa, remember? Oh, yeah. He gave yes. her inf- information that then um, she could speak to John a little more confidently about how they can attack Winterfell. Um, but she lied about where she got the she information. Uh, Jorah reveals his grayscale to Daenerys. He gets sent away. Yeah, whatever. Um, Euron, remember he shows up. Oh yeah, he's, he's the new um, king of the uh, Ironborn. Yep. And w- w- where did Theon and Yara go? They escaped while he was being, I don't know, baptized. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, now he wants to catch them and kill them. Yep. Uh, Arya. She's got to kill a, a lady, right? Yeah. The actress. Yeah. Okay. She's uh, doing some recon. Yep. Um, Marine, they invite the high priestess, Kinvara. Uh, oh, yeah. the um, She's um, a red lady. Comes from the same religion as... Melisandre. Yep. Um, and then she uh, made Varish shoot his pants. Remember, she told his story. Yes. Yep. Uh, okay. And then we already talked about Hodor. Okay. All right. So this episode. Out of my <laughs> <laughs> um, so nice. we start out. Uh, beyond the wall. Okay, so we've got uh, where we last left off. Mira was um, was dragging uh, Bran away. Correct. Yeah. Right. Oh, hey, there's pictures. Um, so she's continuing to pull Bran. Uh, it's really snowy, and she's having a real hard time. Uh, Bran is on his cart, all wide-eyed, right? So we're going to see glimpses of many of the visions that he's having. Uh, One of them is him falling off the tower. Uh, One is of the Mad King screaming. Uh, One is his mother getting her throat slit. Uh, Then we go to the Night King, uh, turning uh, the baby into the White Walker that we saw from uh, a couple seasons ago. Um his father getting beheaded is another vision that he sees. Uh, and then uh, another one is a dragon shadow flying over King's Landing like we've seen him see before. Um, Mira falters, uh, but gets back up. So uh, wait, to, can you wait, wait, continue? Wait, wait. He's, just, he's, just, he's just getting all of this information now? Sure. I don't know if this is... Uh, him getting more information or he's just going over what he's already seen. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. But what do you think? I think it's all downloading into his head. Yeah. But even with the three eyed Raven dead. Yeah. Cause it was like already happening, you know? So it's like, all right, it's already in the clouds or the roots and now it's going into him. 
Oh, okay. All right, so we're going to more visions. Uh, Ravens flying through a wintry forest. Uh, pyromancers loading wildfire into round clay plots. Pots, sorry. Uh, the Mad King on his throne screaming, burn them all. Uh, there's a tunnel lined with racks of wildfire on either side uh, erupting into green flame. Uh, so remember, underneath uh, King's Landing, there are all those uh, caches of wildfire, and one of them's uh, blowing up. Right. Um, there's a, a man walks toward the Mad King and pulls out a sword. Um, young Ned asks the Sword of the Morning, where's my sister? God damn it. <laughs> I think you should change your, your color scheme. <laughs> my color scheme. Um, Jamie pulls his sword out of the Mad King's back. Right, because he killed him. Um, uh, a raven flies. Uh, Rob falls to his knees after being stabbed by Roose Bolton. Uh, Leaf, remember the 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 child of the. Uh, yeah. She stabs the dragon glass dagger into the man that will become the Night King. Yeah. Uh, and then there's more uh, fast flashes of all previous visions, uh, ending again with the tunnel erupting into green flame. Um, when we go back to present, uh, whites are chasing Mira and Bran. Kind of see them. Uh, they're not close right now, but they're getting closer. Uh, Mira falters again. Uh, Bran is stuck on some kind of tree root or rock, and Mira can't pull him free. Um, Mira, uh, despondent, uh, walks over to Bran. Uh, you know, he's uh, in his vision, so he doesn't really know she's there. She kind of uh, cradles his head as she cries in desperation. Um, more visions. Brand falling. Pyromancers loading barrels full of wildfire into the tunnel. The dead breaking through the gate at Hardhome. Uh, the Night King raising his arms. Brand's vision of the dead looking at him before the Night King touched him. Uh, more visions of Hardhome. Uh, when the Whites were running off the cliff towards the fort... Uh, the army of the dead marching towards the first or the fist of the first men. Uh, the Night King grabbing Bran's arm. Uh, throughout all the visions, the whites continue to run towards them in the frozen forest. Uh, Bran finally wakes up, uh, opens his eyes. They're clear. Um, tells Mira, they found us. Uh, Mira says she's sorry. Uh, she does have a sword, kind of pulls it out. Um, when a cloaked rider bursts from the trees and knocks away the whites that were closest to Mira and Bran. Uh, he then drops a chain uh, with a spiked ring on the end that bursts into flames. Uh, he uses the flame chain to catch some of the whites on fire while kicking and stabbing others. Uh, more whites are running towards them in the distance when the man speaks. Uh, Come with me now. The dead don't rest. Uh, he leans down, picks up Bran, laying him across his horse. Uh, he then helps Mira up uh, to ride behind him on the horse. Uh, they ride off with the dead trailing them. So Bran is just laying on a on a horse's ass now. No, he's on the neck. He's on the front. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. This poor horse is carrying three adults. So. Yeah, a lot of dead weight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we go to 
Horn Hill. All right, Horn Hill. This is Sam's uh, home. So Sam, Gilly, and the baby are riding in a carriage. Gilly is awestruck of all the green that's in this land. Um, obviously, she was just up north where it's snow all year round. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam will explain all the different trees that they find in the riverlands. Gilly knows uh, he is nervous to see his family. He's been years now, I guess, right? Or at least a year. Right. Uh, Sam explains he's never expected, he never expected to return back after his father made him renounce his title and inheritance and threatened to kill him if he didn't. Um, so he starts coaching Gilly on what to say about little Sam, um, how it's his baby. Because if it if his father thinks it's his grandchild, he will give he'll take him in, give him an education. Sam said in a letter he met Gilly in the north, but never really said what part or how far north. Uh, Sam tells her that his father doesn't like wildlings, so he it's best to keep it a secret. Um, as they ride up to the large castle, Sam's mother, um, Melissa, and sister Tala greet him warmly. Uh, his mother sees Gilly. She tells her, you are lovely. And Gilly says very formally, I am happy to know you, Lady Tarly. Sam then introduced the baby as Samwell. So he, as his son, Samwell. Uh, as Melissa requests to hold uh, Sam, she does. She's real happy. Um, and Big Sam starts looking around very nervously, like, where's my father or and my brother? Um his mother tells him that they're out on a hunt. Uh, they'll be back for dinner. Uh, they are then whisked away and cleaned up for, from their travels. Uh, Sam's sister offers Gilly one of her dress to wear for dinner. And then we go to King's Landing. Uh, so King's Landing, <clears throat> Tommen is in the Sept of Baylor with the High Sparrow. Um, I always feel like the Birdman's watching. I always that. feel like Birdman. <laughs> uh, Tom and asked, "Is there no other way?" Uh, Higher Sparrow says, uh, "You're afraid. For, you're afraid for her." Uh, Tom and says, "Of course, I'm afraid for her. It just seems very dangerous." Uh, High Sparrow says, "She'll be protected the entire way. The Faith Militant uh, are very stern with those who overstep their bounds, and Queen Marjorie isn't your mother." Uh, I suspect the gods will predispose the common people to gentleness on her behalf. She's truly opened her heart to them. Uh, so they're talking about the upcoming uh, Walk of Atonement, right? Uh, Tom says she's always been very devoted to the poor and the unfortunate. High Sparrow says, and now she's devoted to the gods as well. Uh, would you like to see her? Uh, so this is where the High Sparrow leads Tom in to the, uh, that original altar. Remember the old one? Yeah. Um, Marjorie is already there. Um, she's in plain clothes, but she's clean, right? She's been washed, but she's still in her, uh, uh, I don't want to say meager, but I want to say, I don't know, plain clothes is fine. Uh, the highest barrel leaves him alone. Uh, Tom and asks, have they hurt you? Have they mistreated you? Uh, Marjorie says, no, your grace. Uh, Tom and tells her, I've missed you uh, more than you could know. Uh, Marjorie says, we'll be together again soon, and everything uh, everything will be better than it was before. Tom and asks, better how? Uh, soon, the Walk of Atonement. He says, uh, there's no other way. And then Marjorie goes on, have you spoken to him at all, the High Sparrow? And Thomas says, yes, a few times. 
have you? Uh, Marjorie says, yes, I have. He's not quite what we thought he was, is he? Uh, um, and then she goes on to say, you think I'm mad? I sound mad. Uh, Tom says, no, no, you don't. You, you could never. You're right. He's not. He's a lot more. And Marjorie says, he is. There's something about him, his way of looking at the world. It's not an easy thing admitting to yourself what you really are. It's taken me a while. He's helped me. And then Thomas says, what are you talking about? You're a good person. You've always been a good person. You're the best person I know. Um, I was just telling him about your devotion to the poor. Marjorie says, ah, yes. I visited their hovels and I fed them soup and I made sure I was seeing doing it. I never gave them what they really needed, though. Uh, I've had lots of time to think about how good I was at seeming good. All those stories I told myself about who I was and why I did the things I did. There were so many lies in those stories. And Thomas says he doesn't understand. Marjorie tells him, it's all right. It really is. It's such a relief to let go of those lies. And then Thomas asks, what about Loris? Uh, Marjorie says, I love my brother. I will always love my brother. His soul is pure and perfect. His sins don't erase that purity. They only obscure it. Uh, he just needs to atone for them. We all do. Sooner or later, one way or another, one way or another. The gods have a plan for us all. Uh, and then we go back to Horn Hill. So hang on. Has she what? has she clearly like actually embraced this stuff, or is she just playing the game, or do we not really know yet? I don't think we know yet. Yeah, because last Last we saw her, she saw how broken Loris was, right? Right. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell. Okay. It's hard to tell. Hornhill running. Said Hornhill. Uh, Sam's all cleaned up, pacing the hall. Gilly walks out in a new lovely dress. Sam is taken back by her beauty. Uh, and then he takes her by the arm and leads her to the hall, to the dining hall. So we're at dinner. It's Sam, his mother, Gilly, his sister, and his brother, Dickon. Um, they're all catching up <laughs> and being nice to each other. <laughs> yeah. Best name in the whole show. <laughs> what? I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> his brother, Dickon. Oh, Dickon? Yes. <laughs> he just can't contain it. Oh, um, man. So his father's sitting at the head of the table, and he's just scowling. He's got this terrible, pissed-off look on his face, right? Um, from the conversations, it's clear his father is proud of Dickon's hunting, hunting skills. <laughs> when his mother offers Sam more bread, his father interrupts, You're not fat enough already? Uh, Sam explains he was sent by John to become a maester at the that point he will be returning to the wall his father said he thought the wall would make a man out of him but he managed to stay soft and fat he continues to belittle sam when his mother pipes in saying it's a great honor to be a maester for the night's watch then gilly says her piece tells her father uh tells his father uh sam can wield a sword he even killed a fen and a white walker at which point, Dickon starts laughing, says that there's no such thing as a White Walker. Gilly explains that Sam killed the White Walker 
defending them up north to get to the wall. And at that point, the father catches this and figures out that she is a wildling. Randall, Randall Tarley uh, says, north of the wall, you're a wildling? The Seven Kingdoms have waged war against these savages for centuries, and here I sit, one in my hall, thanks to my son. And then he points to the sword that's been on top of a mantle. He says, you know, see that sword? It's called Heartsbane. It's been in our family for 500 years. It's Valyrian steel. Only a handful of them left in the world. It's supposed to go to my firstborn son after I die. To him. He will never wield this sword. If he ever became Lord Tully of Hornhill, it would be the end of this house. I took you to Molestown. And then he's talking to Gilly, saying, I, I took you for a Molestown whore when I saw you, and I made my peace with that. Who else would have, who else would have wanted Sam? But I overestimated him. No, it was a wilding whore that seduced my son. This, and he's talking to Sam again. Is this how you're getting back at me, boy? Hmm? Bringing her to my table and making me dine with it? And you got what you were after, didn't you? You bastard. A half-breed bastard. Your imitation into our home. Uh, Sam is just quiet this whole time. He's just taking it. He's cowling by his... Um, you know, because his father's talking. His mother finally heard enough, and she gets up. She grabs Gilly and tells Tala to leave. Um, tells her husband she has lost her appetite. Sam's father says, he dishonors us. And she replies, you dishonor yourself as they leave. Uh, Randall tells Sam he will take Gilly and the baby in. But this will be the last night Sam ever stays at Hornhill. So we're still in Hornhill, but we're back in, like, Gilly's room. Uh, Sam apologized to to Gilly for letting his father treat her that way. Sam goes to leave, but Gilly stops him. Tells him he is not what his father tells him he, he is. He doesn't know what you are. Sam leaves. Gilly goes to comfort little Sam in the crib. And then Big Sam bursts in, tells Gilly they are leaving. We belong together, all of us. And then they leave. As, as they're leaving, Sam ends up stealing Heartsbane from the mantle. Um, and then we go to Bravos. So in Bravos, uh, Arya is watching uh, another comical play. Uh, this time, picking up where Joffrey was killed at his wedding. Uh, Arya is laughing when Joffrey dies, um, but is moved uh, by Lady Crane, uh, her portrayal of Cersei. Um, then in the distance, she sees the younger actress, remember the one that's jealous. Um, she's standing in the back, uh, mouthing uh, Cersei's lines. So she clearly thinks that she could do it better. Um, as Tyrion approaches um, Tywin on the toilet to kill him, uh, Arya sneaks uh, backstage uh, to the dressing rooms. Um, she looks at Lady Crane's rum. Uh, and then pours the poison into the bottle. Um, Arya is leaving as the actors enter. Uh, she's almost gone and almost able to leave when Lady Crane stops her. Uh, Lady Crane asks, girl, what are you doing back here? Uh, Arya says, nothing. Uh, Lady Crane says, I saw you the other day in the audience. How many times have you seen this stupid play? Uh, Arya says, three. Uh, Lady Crane asks, did you pay? Arya says, no. Uh, Lady Crane tells her, I remember 
Um, I remember when the players came to my village. I didn't have any money, so I snuck in, uh, just like you. Saw the painted faces, the costumes, listened to the songs, um, cried when the young lovers died in each other's arms. I ran off and joined them the next day, never looked back. Arya says, you're very good. Lady Crane says, my final speech is shit. Uh, but to be fair to myself, which I always like to be, the writing's no good. Uh, Arya says, so change it. It would all be just farting, belching, and slapping without you. Uh, Lady Crane uh, asks, how would you change it? Uh, Arya tells her, the queen loves her son more than anything. And when he was taken from her before she could say goodbye, she wouldn't just cry. She would be angry. She would want to kill the person who did this to her. Uh, Lady Crane asks, what's your name? Arya tells her, Mercy. Uh, Lady Crane goes on, you have very expressive eyes, Mercy. Wonderful eyebrows. Do you like pretending to be other people? Uh, Arya kind of gets a little disturbed, says, I have to go. My father's waiting for me. Um, so as Arya leaves, uh, Lady Crane goes back to uh, the room with all the other actors. You know, they're kind of wiping their face for the makeup, getting undressed from their costumes. Um, there's small talk about the audience being crap, but everyone loved Lady Crane. You know, they gave her the biggest applause. Um, she starts to talk about the writing when the main actor uh, and writer gets upset. Uh, Lady Crane pours herself some rum and is about to drink it when Arya slaps the grass, slaps the glass from her hand. Uh, she tells Lady Crane to be careful of that one pointing to the uh, younger actress. Uh, she wants you dead. And as Arya leaves, uh, Waif is actually there uh, watching her go. Uh, Arya goes to where she hid Needle to retrieve it. Um, and then... Uh, pulls out the sword. Uh, back at the house of black and white. Black white. <laughs> uh, Jackin is removing the face off of a dead body. Can I, uh, can, I can I stop you for a second? Yeah. Um, I know that these people are just as far apart story-wise as possible. But is there any chance that we get interaction between Jackin and Dickon? <laughs> Jackin, Dickon, Dickon, Jackin. Funny you should say that. In season eight, there might be a spot. I can't fucking wait if that actually <laughs> happens. Uh, so, uh, so Jackin is taking the face off of a dead body when Waif walks in. Uh, tells him what happened. Uh, Jackin says, shame, a girl had many gifts. Uh, Wave tells him, you promised me. And then he looks at her, uh, gives her a nod and says, don't let her suffer. Uh, so Wave kind of turns around and smiles as she walks away. Um, in a dark alley, uh, Arya lays down to sleep uh, with Needle by her side. And then we go to King's Landing. So we're in King's Landing. Jamie is on his horse as Mace rides up uh, to him. He, Mace is leading the Tyrell army behind him. And then Mace makes a speech to his men. He says, ain't no one going to take my pride. 
Yeah, I'm going to hold me down. <laughs> I'm kidding. My friends, the hour has come. Madness has taken over this city and grasped, uh, grasped in its claws my children. But now we must drive it back under the rocks whence it came. Madness has, take, Madness has had its day. Uh, so then they go to the steps of the Sept of Baylor. Uh, the High Sparrow is making a speech to the people with Marjorie behind him. He is interrupted when the crowd uh, basically notices the armies coming forward. The Tyrell army marches up to the very bottom of the stairs and a carriage is brought forward, which is Olena. Uh, the High Sparrow says, Lord Tyrell, um, and then Sir Jamie. Jamie says, sorry to interrupt. We're here for Lady Marjorie and Sir Loris Tyrell. Give them to us and we'll be on our way. The higher sparrow says, I don't have the authority to give them to you. And you don't have the authority to take them. Jamie rides up to the stairs. He halts in front of the faith militant. He says, and then Captain Lock Spears, you hear. And then all the, um, the uh, Tyrell army pulls their spears forward. Uh, Jamie I speak for King Tommen of House Baratheon, first of his name. High Sparrow says, the gods don't recognize his authority in this matter. Jamie, you already, insult, you already insulted one great house. It won't happen twice. Every last sparrow will die before Marjorie walks down that street. The High Sparrow says, to die is a service of the gods would please each and every one of us. We yearn for it, but there is no call for it today. Um... There will be no walk of atonement. And the crowd just starts murmuring. Olena motions to Mace with her fan. Mace motions to one of his high-ranking soldiers, uh, who then tells them to basically put their spears away. The High Sparrow says, Queen Marjorie has already atoned for her sins by bringing another into the true light of the Seven. Who do you think that's going to be? Morris? So the doors to the great Septa Baylor open. Tommen emerges. Whoa! Accompanied by his Kingsguard. The crowd starts murmuring. Jamie looks back at Olena, who looks down. Tommen and the Kingsguard walk down the steps until Tommen stands besides Marjorie. Tommen takes Marjorie's hand. The new Kingsguard armor has a seven pointed star on the chest with a crown in the middle. So, like, they're not the normal attire that they were wearing prior. The High Sparrow says, Together we announce a new age of harmony, a holy alliance between the crown and the faith. The crowd starts cheering. Oh, women um, start screaming, Long live Tommen and bless you, Queen Marjorie. Tommen looks at Jamie. Jamie shakes his head. Tommen looks at the crowd. Tommen then says, The crown and the faith are the two twin pillars upon which the world rests. Together we will restore the seven kingdoms to glory. And the crowd starts cheering. Mace looks at Olena. He, he asks, what's happening? And Olena, he, he's beaten us. That's what's happening. And the High Sparrow smiles at Jamie. So now we're back in the Red Keep. Jamie is being dismissed as Lord Commander of the Kingsguard. Uh, Thomas says, when you attack the faith, you attack the crown. Anyone who attacks the crown is unfit to serve as Lord Commander of the Kingsguard. Jamie, I've been a member of the Kingsguard since before you were born. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do anything. 
Tommen says, I have to answer to the gods, Jamie, not when you're sitting in that chair. Tommen, the crown's decision in this matter is final. Jamie, will I be walking naked in the streets or will I spend a few months in the sep dungeons first to teach me about the to teach me about God's the God's mercy? Uh, Tommen looks at Kevin and Kevin. Uh, so they're just staring at each other lovingly. Tom, <laughs> you have served your you have served your house and your king's faith and your king faithfully for many years, and you will continue to do so, but not in this city. And then that brings us to the twins, and then the twins is where Walder Frey stays. Uh, Walder Frey is informed that River Run has been taken back by the Blackfish. So we do real. Remember how um, Sansa was told by Littlefinger that her her uncle took over Riverrun? So that is true. Okay. He commands his uh, sons to retake Riverrun. Uh, his sons explain they don't have enough men. The Malisters have risen against them and the Blackwoods. The Brotherhoods without Banner is rallying the commoners against them. They explain Riverrun can withstand a siege for a year. Walder is not swaying. He tells them to take take River Run back. His sons say he will never yield. Walder says, oh, he'll yield. He'll show him the knife he used to kill Rob Stark's child in the whore mother's belly, and you'll see uh, and he'll show him the knife he used to open his niece's throat. And you'll remind him who it was that got uh, married at the Red Wedding in the first place. So they pull out a prisoner, and it's his nephew. A servant um, uh, brings him in. He's bound in chains. They undo the chains, and it's Edmir Tolly. Uh, or Edmir, and then he's just staring at Walder. He says, cheer up, Lord Edmir. You're going home. And then we go back to King's Landing. So in King's Landing, uh, Jamie and Cersei are in Cersei's chambers. Uh, Jamie says, I'm being sent to deal with the Blackfish. Apparently, Walder Frey can't manage it on his own because he's 400 years old. Uh, <laughs> sent me with an army to the Riverlands and a siege that could last months. Uh, Cersei says, better you're elsewhere at the head of an army than in the Sept Dungeons. Uh, but Jamie tells her, I'm not going to the Riverlands. Uh, Cersei asks, what then? Uh, Jamie tells her, uh, I'm going to give Bronn the largest bag of gold anyone's ever seen and have him gather the best killers he knows. Um, I'll take them to the Sept and I'll remove the High Sparrow's head and every other Sparrow head I can find. Uh, Cersei tells him, you can't. Uh, Jamie says, he has our son. He stole our son. He's torn our family apart. How should we treat people who tear us apart? Uh, Cersei goes, we should treat them without mercy, and we will. But if you kill all, but if you kill the High Sparrow, you won't leave the Sept alive. And without you, this is all for nothing. Stand at the head of our army, where you belong, where Father wanted you. Show our men where their loyalties belong. Show them what Lannisters are, what we do to our enemies. And take that stupid little castle back, because it's ours, and because you can. Uh, Jamie says, you'll stand trial soon. I need to be here for you. Cersei tells him, it will be a trial by combat. I have the mountain. They've made us both stronger, all of them. Uh, Cersei tells him, they have no idea how strong we are, no idea what we're going to do to them. Uh, then they kiss. 
uh, Cersei whispers in his ear, uh, we've always been together, we'll always be together, we're the only two people in the world. And then we go beyond the wall. All right, so we're beyond the wall. The cloak man is dressing a rabbit. He cuts off the head and drains the blood into a cup. Miras asks questions like, why are you helping us? The cloaked figure says, the three-eyed raven sent for him. He says, uh, she says the three-eyed raven is dead. And the man tells her, now he lives again. While, and that's when Bran wakes up. The writer says to Bran, when I saw you, you were a boy. A fearless boy loved, who loved to climb the castle walls, frightening his mother. Bran says to him, who are you? The writer removes his hood and mask, and it's Benjamin Stark. But his face is gray and like has blemishes all over it. Uh, Bran says, uh, Uncle Benjamin, the last letter John wrote, uh, wrote me said you had been lost beyond the wall. Benjamin says, I led a ranging party deep in the north to find the White Walkers. They found us. A White Walker stabbed me in the gut with a sword of ice, uh, left me there to die, to turn. Uh, the children found me, stopped the, magic's, uh, the walker's magic from taking hold. Bran asked how. Benjamin, the same way they made the walkers in the first place. You saw it yourself. Bran said, oh, dragonglass. A shard of dragonglass plunged into your heart. Benjamin says, you are the three-eyed raven now. Bran, I, don't, I didn't have time to learn. I can't control anything. Benjamin says, you must learn to control it before the Night King comes. Benjamin offers Bran the cup. He says, drink. Bran starts drinking the cup and says, one way or another, he will find his way to the world of men. When he does, you will be there waiting for him, and you will be ready. And then we go to the Dothraki Sea. So Daenerys uh, is riding at the head of the Dothraki army. Uh, she asks Dario how far away they are from Marine. Uh, Dario says, uh, a week's ride at best. Uh, Daenerys asks, how many ships will I need to bring my Kalisar to Westeros? Uh, Dario replies, Dothraki and all their horses, the Unsullied, the Second Sons, a thousand ships easy, probably more. Uh, Daenerys asks, and who has that many? Uh, Dario says, nobody. And then uh, Daenerys corrects, nobody yet. Uh, Dario says, so we ride for Marine after all. Uh, and after that, we set sail for Westeros. What then? Uh, Daenerys says, I take what is mine. Uh, Dario says, you weren't meant to sit on a chair in a palace. Uh, Daenerys says, what was I made for? Uh, Dario says, you're a conqueror, Daenerys Stormborn. Uh, the wind howls. Daenerys stares uh, beyond the mountain crag uh, ahead. Uh, she says, wait here. Um, and as she rides off um, ahead of everyone, she gets out of sight. Uh, we cut a little ahead in time. Uh, the Dario and the other riders are growing restless. Um, they're looking around. She's nowhere to be seen. Uh, Dario is about to ride off when uh, Drogon screeches in the distance, then flies over them with Daenerys on his back. Um, they are all in awe as Drogon lands in front of them. Uh, Daenerys uh, speaking Dothraki. Uh, every call, whoever lived, chose three blood riders to fight beside him and guard his way. Uh, but I am not a call. 
I will not choose three blood riders. I choose you all. Um, and this is when uh, everyone cheers. Um, I will ask more of you than any call has ever asked of this Kalisar. Will you ride the wooden horses across the Black Salt Sea? Uh, the Dothraki cheer. Uh, will you kill my enemies in their iron suits and tear down their stone houses? Uh, the, 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 the Dothraki cheer. Um, will you give me the seven kingdoms? The gift Khal Drogo promised me before the mother of mountains. Are you with me? Everyone cheers. They pound on their chests and they wave their uh, weapons. Um, now and always, uh, they cheer again as uh, Drogon spreads his wings uh, and roars. And then that's it. All right. <clears throat> Fucking dick on what, man. Uh, Dick on. <laughs> <laughs> that was the name I was waiting to tell you for the longest time. Right? Like... <laughs> Oh man, a lot of stuff gets said, especially when it comes to names. That I'm like, oh, so um, what's his name? George Martin. Yeah. Okay. He must have like been running out of some ideas one day and just was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> but Dickon is like. <laughs> That is 100% on purpose to make us laugh. Right? Oh, man. Um, okay. Um, I definitely feel like uh, Cersei's going to take it personally. She's going to feel like Tommen turned, her back on, turned his back on her by siding with the, um, the church. Um <laughs> So I don't anticipate that going well. Um, what what is she gonna do? Oh man, um, I I think she's gonna have Marjorie killed. Ooh, okay. Because, like, she has to view this as Marjorie brainwashing him. Yeah, which is which has kind of been her fear all along. So, or is Marjorie brainwashed by the Faith Militant? I mean, it's kind of both, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Arya? Well. Where, where's she going? Uh, I, I don't know. I assume King's Landing to, to uh, try and scratch some, some names off of her list. Okay. Um, but um, I think she has a serious fight coming with uh, with Waif, so yeah. that's going to be interesting. But I I know that Arya has to get has to get out of there alive, um, and then Jacken is going to hunt for her, and then there's going to be this this huge uh, showdown between Jacken and 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 Dickon, and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> And you know who else is there? I yeah, I genuinely hope that the last episode of the entire series is Jackin versus Dickon. And <laughs> well, well, also, it's not only those two. You've got Dick off. Theon is there too. That's true. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, 
yeah, if it's uh, if we could get like Jamie and uh, Theon there, it would be it would be uh, Jack and Dick on Jack off and and Dick off, and uh, it would be this epic war. Um, yeah, no, I I, I definitely uh, I knew that the entire Dothraki would be going with Daenerys. That's kind of a given, especially yeah. with her on her way to the seven kingdoms. I hope that that actually starts happening now. Um, yeah, that, that one was interesting. What do you think is going to happen beyond, uh, with, uh, Bran? I'm just kidding. I know you don't like him. Uh, (laughs) Um, you know, the longer this goes and the more they kind of, have to go out of their way to show how special he is. I'm starting to think he ends up on the throne. Cool. So he's on, he's at the top of your leaderboard now? Yeah. Because this is going somewhere. I have no idea where. And eventually I think it's this this is gonna come down to he has he has some sort of power in him where he's the only person capable of defeating the Night King. So when winter comes, Bran is like the, the, the key to defeating the Night King. And when he defeats the Night King, then he like is automatically gifted the throne. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. But I, I think somewhere along the way here we're going to see how that path kind of comes about. Cool. What up, Rodney? Mm, That's about it. I mean, (sighs) sorry. I was trying to find a Nintendo Switch. (laughs) (laughs) How much? Dude, they're like 600 bucks. Yeah, dude. Told you. Well, you can get the light, but I don't want a light. That's stupid. Yeah, lame. Light, lame. Yeah. Anyways, I like this episode, especially with Daenerys making her huge speech that she's going to march across the dark, uh, the Black Salt Sea, like how Khal Drogo made that whole speech. Um, But yeah, I'm excited for the the final episode. But you know what happened to Khal Drogo? Oh, he died. Yes, he did. So she just cursed herself. Very true. Very true. Uh, so thanks for listening to this episode. Um, please follow us on our Instagram at OOTL Podcasts at, um, and OOTL Podcasts on Twitter. Feel free to send us an email at OOTLpod at gmail.com. Oh, do we have emails? I thought we were going to talk about them this episode. I completely forgot, and this has gone on so long. We'll see yeah. next week. <laughs> okay, next week for sure we'll get to them. Um, from the gentleman here at the OTL Skype studio, thank you for listening again. <laughs> I am Rodney saying be safe, be healthy, be smart. Uh, you guys have anything? Winter is coming.
Out of the loop, out of the loop. Out of the loop, out of the loop. Out of the loop, out of the loop.